Look at your neighbor and just, just say, God's got something great for you today. The Bible says here in verse 1 of chapter 7, it says, After he had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now a centurion had a servant who was sick and at the point of death who was highly valued by him. Verse 3 of Luke 7. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent to him elders of the Jews, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying, He is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he is the one who built us our synagogue. Jesus went with them when he was not far from the house. The centurion sent friends saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you, but I say, but say the word and let my servant be healed. For I too am a man set under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. Turning to the crowd that followed him, said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. And when, they, and when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. Amen. The Bible says there in verse 9, it says, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. Amen. Glory to God. Look at your neighbor. Just grab him by the hand and say, do you got faith this morning or this afternoon? Sorry. You got faith this afternoon? Amen. And if you do have faith, look back at him and say, of course I got faith. What are you talking about? I'm here, aren't I? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. You may be seated, but would you just clap your hands unto the Lord while you're seated this afternoon? I believe that the Lord is doing great things in the earth. I believe that His Spirit is, as they were singing about here this not too long ago, just a few seconds ago, I believe that the Lord is pouring out His Spirit across the earth. I believe that, and, and it's evident that He is doing that. He's not done doing that. He's going to keep on doing that. Uh, because of the fact that the Scripture most clearly teaches that uh, once He poured out His Spirit in the book of Acts, as we read in Acts chapter 2, that was the fulfillment of Joel Chapter 2, Peter even said that. Um, he said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days, says God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And many times we're asking God to pour out his spirit. The fact is, at that moment in history, the spirit was poured out and has been poured out from that day forward. It's not, it's not whether or not God is going to pour His Spirit out. His Spirit has already been poured out. It's, it's, it's already f just filling the earth right now. It's just flowing. But the difference is the ones that receive the Spirit 
are those that have faith and believe God to fill them with his spirit. Amen. Faith is the key. If we don't have faith, we're not going to experience the blessing of God. We're not going to experience the Spirit of God. But if we have faith, that's why you can have a service uh, and you'll have some people that are just kind of there and you have other people that are experiencing the power of God. Because everyone might be at different stages, but this particular person at this moment is unleashing or releasing their faith. And when they're reaching out to God in hunger, the Holy Ghost is uh, ministering to them. Now, is it is it because they're more special? No. It, can God touch the person right next to him just as powerfully as he's touching them? Absolutely. The difference is, is the faith level of the two individuals. And if the one person is saying, I'm desperate for you, God, I'm thirsty for you, God, I need you in my life. Uh, the spirit of God is going to fall or minister or or they're going to open up to the outpouring of the Holy Ghost that's already there. And so today you need to ask yourself this question. Do I have faith in God? Because that's all that it takes is you just saying, okay, Lord, here I am. I open myself to you. We see this happening in nations across the world. Why is it happening in third world countries uh, on an unprecedented scale? It's because it's not because they have a different Bible than us. It's not because they know a different God than us. It's the same Jesus. It's the faith level. It's the spiritual environment of hunger that's in the house. And I want you to know that I want to be hungry for God. I don't want to ever just somehow become religious. Look at your neighbor and say, let's not be religious. Amen. Well, you know, I've done this and I've done this. And so we have this little check mark list of all the boxes that we check. I don't do that. I do that. I don't do that. I don't watch that. I da, da, da. And as soon as the whole checklist is marked off, well, then we feel like we're, we're great. And therefore, there doesn't seem to be that driving passion like there was when you first came to God. Do you remember when you first came to God? Do you remember when you were distant and estranged from him, how you passionately pursued God when you first came around? Because why? You knew that you needed God. And somewhere along the journey, it's possible for us to think, well, you know, I'm doing great and, and you are doing great, but I, I've got all there is to, to get from God. Are you kidding me? Look at your neighbor and say, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Do you realize how big God is? Do you realize how amazing God is? Do you realize that just when you think you've got him figured out, you haven't even begun to understand how amazing and how powerful he is? Don't you understand that when he does this, he, he hasn't showed you this part of himself yet? Just when you think that he can do all the amazing stuff, he comes in this door at, uh, when you least expect it, and he does something even more mind-blowing. Just when you didn't know if he could heal your body, he comes in and he heals your body and then just when you think that's the apex of it you get a check in the mail from somewhere you didn't even expect and and the finances are taken care of or whatever it may be maybe you just woke up in the morning and maybe you just had the strength to get out of bed because some some of you understand what i'm talking about when that depression hits you and you're you can't even physically move anybody know what i'm talking about you can't get up and next thing you know when you connect with god you pop out of that bed and you're like what is going on? I feel good today. You're in the shower singing into the Lord. Oh, does anybody know what I'm talking about? How many of you sang to Jesus in the shower? 
this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. You just started saying something. You got it up. You made some eggs. I don't know what you made. Chorizo, tacos, whatever you did. And you just started talking to Jesus and it felt good. Amen. You know those days, right? And those days makes you appreciative because you know what it used to be like. And so therefore, in the house of God, I don't want to ever just sit on Jesus. I don't want to ever just kind of go through the motions. I want to come in expecting. I know pastor's not here, but he's coming back. So just hear what I'm saying. Listen to me. How many of you came expecting today God to do something amazing in your life? Why don't you tell him, Lord, I'm expecting something incredible to happen in my life. Hallelujah. That's the difference. Amen. The people that receive are the people that are expecting. You say, well, I've been expecting for a long time. Keep on expecting. But you don't know what I've been through this week. Keep on expecting. God is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. But he's faithful. Somebody say faithful. He's faithful. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to always have a fresh faith. I don't want to, I don't want to try to tell other people, hey, you need to believe in God, but I'm the one kind of sitting on him. Amen. I want to be the one that's leading the way in worship, leading the way in expectancy, leading the way in faith. Amen. I want, I, I want life church to be vibrant. Don't you want your church to be vibrant and alive? Amen. Amen. I want to be expecting every, every Sunday when I come to church. Today, today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day. Amen. Hallelujah. And when you're expecting, you can see something happen in your life. If you're not expecting, you're not going to see it happen. Amen. We've got to be saying, Lord, I believe in you. I'm ready for a breakthrough in my life. I'm believing for the miraculous. I don't want to be this checklist, checklist kind of Christian. Amen. Because as soon as all the boxes are filled, we just go, I'm done. I'm doing great. And then we go in the routine of religion. I show up on Sunday. It's almost like, you know what? God, you're kind of blessed to have me around. You know, you're blessed to have me around. I showed up today. You know, I deserve a brownie bud. And, and, and you know, and, and the Lord's like, really? Are you all the checklist, whatever checklist you think was actually trying to get you to the point where now you can walk into the supernatural. Amen. Where you can walk into the place with me that you couldn't before because you were messed up, tore up your faith. You couldn't have faith because all this other stuff you had going on in your life. But when you allowed me to work on you to get all these things kind of together, this wasn't the end. That's not the end. Just, you know, Sundays, Wednesdays, Sundays, Wednesdays, reading the Bible, stand up, clap, sit down. No, that's that's not the end. That's the beginning that's just the beginning, but some of us have stopped. And I, I, I'm here to say, I, I'm not going to stop today. You know, Peter could have said, listen, Lord, uh, I'm walking with you. I see miracles. I'm one of the top three, and that's great. But when Jesus walked on the water, there was something inside of Peter that said, I want to be where you're at. Amen. Because where Jesus was at was not in the confines of the boat. 
Where Jesus was at was not in the structure of what was comfortable or safe or what was traditional because of the fact that you put you get in a boat when you're on the water. I don't know too many people that when they go to the ocean, they want to go deep sea fishing. They got their pole and they just start walking out into the water and everybody's walking on the water, right? No, everybody gets in a boat. And when you get in the boat, you go out into the sea and you fish. And so therefore, Jesus broke the norms by walking on the water. Not not in the boat. And Peter could have said, I know Jesus. I walk with Jesus. I eat with Jesus. I have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, but, hey, that's great. Jesus. That's awesome. You're walking out on the water. That's great. We'll meet you on the other side. But, see, here's the deal. That's not what happened. Because God coupled that with a storm. And so it forced the disciples to not be comfortable to just get in the boat and go to the other side. And many times we, we get in that place where... We're just kind of comfortable and we're in our little religion and our little religiosity and we're in our little boat, as it were, our little safe place. And, and the Lord is now stretching us and, and, and we're saying, we're saying, Lord, why is it getting so difficult? Because not only are you out on the water, but it's kind of like you're forcing us to make some kind of step of faith because now the storm is here. If, the, if it was just calm and peaceful, we could just say wave to you and keep rowing to the other side. But now the water's coming in the ship and now we've got to do something with where we are at. And so it forces them to have to either uh, cry out and say, Lord, we need a miracle. Uh, and in Peter's case, I don't want to stay in the thing that's sinking and sometimes the structure that we've developed for ourselves is sinking the little system that we have you know there there, there's there's a structure to the boat there's a way boats were built there were boat builders they know they knew how it was supposed to be shaped how high it was supposed to what kind of boat is for fishing what kind of boat is just for sailing it's all here it's all a structure amen it's 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 the skill of boat making but Jesus has a way of just totally saying scratch that. You're going to have to scratch that if you're going to follow me. Because if you're going to follow me, you've got to be a risk taker. You've got to be willing to, to step out of the structure and the confines of what's safe for you. And you've got to be willing to come where I am. Because where I am is not in the boat. Where I am is not in the structure. Where I am is in uh, the stuff that doesn't make sense. Because last time I checked, uh, I haven't seen anybody standing on top of water. Has anybody, uh, maybe you can ask your neighbor, just have you seen anybody walking on water? I don't know. I haven't seen that. Anybody seen that recently? That just doesn't happen. So therefore, Jesus is breaking the norms by doing this. And, and, and God in this end time is, is calling for us to step out of what is normal and what is ordinary. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. We, many of us, have heard this so many times before. We have, we have heard it till we're blue in the face and it don't even phase us. But there is a generation of people. There are people in Pasadena, there's people in Southern California, there's people in Papua New Guinea, there's people in Ethiopia, there's people all across the world that are just, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, whatever you want, Lord. I've seen the videos. I've seen, I've seen the video of the 100,000 some people experience and receive the power of the Holy Ghost in one, in just seconds. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's amazing because of the hunger. It's not because of a different God. We have the same God. It's not, it's not because they have a different Bible. It's the same Bible. The difference is the atmosphere of faith and hunger. 
Amen. And, 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 I, and I'm telling you, there's something on the inside of me. There's something on the inside of me that doesn't want the norm, doesn't want the same routine, wants the fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost. How many of you want the fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost in your life? Amen. We got one over here that wants it. How many of you want it in your life group? How many of you want it in your home, on your job, with your family? That fresh outpouring of the Spirit of God. I want it like never before. I want it to be a God thing. Not a man thing. Not a man-made thing. It's so sovereign that you don't even question or doubt it. You know what I'm talking about. Have you ever been in those services or maybe you've been at your house or driving in the car and you just feel the presence of God so strong you start bawling like a baby while you're driving and you can't even see straight? You know what I'm talking about? You don't have, where is this coming from? It's just a sovereign move of God. You don't got to work it up. It's just there. And that's what I'm believing God for in this end time. And I want to go where that's happening. I'll never forget Brother Billy Cole. He says, you know, the difference between me and other men is I will follow the voice of God. He said he'd be on an airplane and going to one place and the Lord would say, this is the next place you need to go. And he'd get off the plane. And he'd get a flight, and he would go to the place the Lord told him, and it would be just a small little whisper. And when he would go there, and he would speak the word of faith, thousands would receive the Holy Ghost. He says, it's not me that's doing it. He said, I'm just sensitive to the voice of God, and I show up where God's doing what he wants to do. And many times, we're trying to make something happen in the time frame that we want it, and it's not happening at the exact time. I want to be where God's at. And I'm just expecting, I'm just believing that in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be at your house or the house you go to. It's going to be on your job. And you're going to walk over to the cooler and just get a little water. But all of a sudden, Jesus has other things in mind because that coworker comes up and there's tears in their face. And, and you're going... See, because we miss the God moment sometimes. We're praying for the God moment, and there it is. And we see them crying, and, and then we walk away. Lord, give me the God moment. He's like, there it was, right there. <laughs> and that's where you say, hey, let's, let, let, let's, let's join hands real quick. Or let's, I don't know if the ladies, you know, ladies always go to the bathroom together. I, guys, I don't think that works with guys. I, I sure don't like to do that. That's not something I like to do. But ladies like, let's go run to the restroom together or something. And pray in the restroom. You know? Why, we can't do that on our job. Well, text them. In Jesus' name. <laughs> I don't know what you got to do, but I'm telling you, follow the Holy Ghost. Follow the fresh move of God. Because if we're not going to be hungry for it, someone else will. I want to be one of those ones. Amen. But you don't understand, but Simeon. I'm, I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. Really? That's great. That's awesome. So am I. I want more. Amen. If you want more, just tell your neighbor, I want more. I want the fresh move of God. Amen. Glory to God. But if we're going to see the fresh move of God, our faith has got to change. Our faith has got to change. You could see people's faith. You could see the atmosphere. You could tell sometimes what a church is facing in the spirit because you know those days or those services or those Sundays where it's just effortless. It's like the anointing just moves through and there's no, there's no pushing needed. It's just, and I'm just, that's what I'm thirsty for 24 seven. Amen. I don't like to have to 
You know what I'm saying? Lord, and so, but sometimes there's seasons and sometimes there's cycles and sometimes there's prayer needed. And, 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 and sometimes it's those difficult moments where God pushes us to a point where now we've got to say, Lord, I need you. I'm desperate for you. And throw ourselves on our knees and say, Lord, we're praying and, and we're seeking you. And, and sometimes that reveals our hunger is when those times where there's just that, mm, what's going on here? Amen. And some people just sit back and accept it. Others say it's time to pray. Others say it's time to move. And so, and so we've got to change our faith. We've got to change our mentality about what God's doing and how he's going to do it. Amen. And, and, and in this particular instance here, we have, we have a man who is a soldier. We have a man who is a centurion. That means he's over 100 soldiers. He has 100 soldiers underneath him. He's strong. He's tough. He, he's disciplined. He's, he's got it all together. He's popular. He's, he, he's, he's got a lot going for him. But he's also a Gentile. He's an Italian man. And the Jews and the Italians didn't mix. And so when, when he knew that Jesus was around, he wanted his servant to be healed. And so he sent for Jesus. So Jesus is coming to his house. Jesus is on the way to the house. And instead, the centurion sends servants to go address him and say, don't even worry about coming into my house. It wasn't a rude thing. It was a respect thing. Because Jews were not supposed to be in the home of a Gentile. It was against the culture and the laws of those days. There was, no, there was no blending between the Gentiles and the Jews. But there goes Jesus. You know, Jesus is always breaking social norms all the time. He's talking to prostitutes and, 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 and tax collectors and thieves and, and all kinds of stuff. Jesus is, if he was here today walking on the face of the earth, he would blow our mind. He might not even be in church on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? He'd be at the bowling alley talking to people. I don't know where he'd be. He'd just be talking to people. Next thing you know, Jesus would be healing a couple of people and a crowd would start surrounding him. He's so bad to the bone, he doesn't need he doesn't need flyers. He doesn't need a promo ad. He doesn't need radio. He doesn't need TV. He don't need any of it. He just he's his own promotion. He just walks in and heals somebody and there you go. What happened? What happened? What happened? Oh, oh my goodness, call this next if Jesus was in Pasadena, he'd be he'd be walking over to Starbucks and like heal somebody and then all these people would come out of Whole Foods and they'd come out of like whatever Sprint store that is and and there'd be 5,000 cops would start showing up and Jesus just healing everybody in town. Amen. That's how bad to the bone Jesus is. That's that's what I want to see happen. Am I in a Holy Ghost filled church here today? You gonna to help me preach? Hear me right now. How many of you want that Jesus to show up? I can't hear y'all say it again. How many of you want Jesus to walk into your school, into your job, into your life group, into your home, and see God do miracles? I still believe he's a prayer answering God. I still believe he's a miracle working God. How many of you can feel Jesus right now? If Jesus shows up, it changes everything. The only thing that's different is our faith. Shake your neighbor and say, it's your faith, dude. 
say it, don't say dude. I'll say it again. Shake them. Say it's your faith, dude. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Something just swept in here today. My Lord. Come on, tell him, Jesus, I want it. I want you. That's it. Somebody else just say, Lord, come on, come on by my house. Woo! Somebody else just say, Jesus, come by my house. Somebody else say, Jesus, come by my job. Come on. Somebody say, Jesus, go towards my son's house. Amen. Somebody say, Jesus, go towards my daughter's house. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Just drive by your daughter's house or son's house and pray around that block today or something. And just say in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm asking you to drive by. Do a drive by on my daughter's house today. Do a Holy Ghost drive by. Can we have fun here today? My Lord. Hallelujah. Last time I checked, Jesus was fun. Hallelujah. Do a drive-by on my husband. Holy Ghost. Just knock him down with the Holy Ghost. Baby, I don't believe that. I don't believe in all that Jesus stuff. Oh God. Holy Ghost. Knock him down. That's all it takes the Holy Ghost to come in his life one time. Fall to the ground crying and weeping like a little baby. And he can say whatever he wants to say. But you can't deny when Jesus comes in your life. There's no denying that he's real. He's going to walk into my life group. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm going to say that right now. He's going to walk into my life group in the next couple of weeks. And I'm going to see college kids come to God. I'm going to see uh, 60-year-old, 50-year-old, 40-year-old. I don't know how old. I got another life group. We're going to see that happen too. Amen. Right, Brother Steele? It's going to happen. See, because Jesus is saying, listen, what I'm about to do in this end time is outside of church. Because if church was the answer in and of itself, it, it, it'd be done already. Right? Amen. Church is supposed to be a celebration center. Church is supposed to be a worship place where we enjoy and fellowship and get in the presence of God. That's what church is all about. The community of believers. But the work of God, the growth, the move of the Spirit, you read it. It all happened on the streets. It was raw. Amen. It was grassroots is what it was. Amen. Jesus sat in a boat, pushed away from the shore, and there he goes teaching how many ever thousands of people. And so I'm believing that what I'm feeling in my spirit is the Lord saying, the reason I'm going to turn Life Church inside out is because I'm going to cause you to understand that what I want to do is bigger than Sundays. I should say that again, shouldn't I? The Lord is saying that what he wants to do is bigger than Sundays. We don't got time to wait for the new church building, although it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to love it. I've seen the picture. I've been looking at that picture every time I walk in. I'm just like, wow, that's beautiful. That's going to be awesome. Aren't you guys excited about the new church? That God... Aren't you glad you have a pastor that has vision and faith? Aren't you glad you have a pastor that loves you and loves God and has vision and faith? Aren't you glad you don't have a pastor that says us four and no more? 
He's like, man, let's reach everybody. Let's do what we have to do. And I believe that building is going to be great. But are we going to wait another how many years for that to happen before we start to see what God wants to do? Huh? Is that what we're going to do? We're going to wait for that? Not me. No. Mm -mm. Sorry. Sorry. Amen. I believe we can go to multiple services. I believe we can start groups all over the L.A. area. Amen. So by the time we move in there, we got the... It's all just packed out. We have to go to multiple services in that building. What God wants to do is bigger than Sundays. Because Sundays has many times become about us and not about the world around us. Amen. So God is pushing the North American church out of comfort zones. He is he's doing something in the earth. I can feel he's doing something in North America. It's crazy what he's doing. It it's it's shifting. It's getting weird. I, I I'm gonna tell you, I can't wait and and I got an opportunity through the brother Flores to go to the jail. And I'm excited. It's like thirteen he says anywhere from what, thirteen to fifteen hundred? Thirteen to fifteen. Man, if I gotta stay there for fifteen sessions a day. And, and, and teach 100 guys at a time. I'll do it. I'm Man, because I guarantee you there's some hungry men up in that place saying, I messed up. I did some things I shouldn't have done, but I'm believing God for another chance. God's already given them another chance in that prison. I, I, I know they've probably got the Holy Ghost already. God's visited them in their jail cell. But I'm going to tell you something. You know, it's amazing. It's very possible that God's going to raise up a whole new group of ministers that are going to come out of jail and come that that have found God in jail. That's what it took to get their attention. But listen, they can't go anywhere. I'm going to get to teach them. What are they going to do? They can't run. And God's going to affect their life. And when they come out, they're going to be evangelists and pastors. And amen. Hallelujah. Woo. Ex-gang bangers. Come on now. I don't know about all that. They're scary looking. What? What? You hearing me? They can reach people that I can never reach. Amen? They can walk in there and say, I know where you've been. We got to get out of the concept of what a person looks like. Amen? Hallelujah. He's scary looking. He's got tattoos all over him. So what? Glory to God. I'll never forget one of the one of the ministers that affected my life in Stockton, California, was a incredible, strong guy, about six something, and couldn't even cl- put his arms down because he was so big, you know. And uh, he was a heroin addict for 15 years, 15 years, and he found himself in in jail. And the only the only uh, portion I think of the Bible that he had was the Gospel of John or something. I can't remember. And, uh, and it was in that jail cell that, that God called him, and God filled him with the Holy Ghost. And, 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 and he came, came out of jail, and this guy's just ripped. He's huge. I mean, he could, he could matter of fact, I'll tell you a story. He went to the, uh, to the gym for a bench pressing contest, and they put all the 45 plates they could. or No, they have other plates that are actually uh, heavier than 45. Anyways, they put all those on there, and he benched it and bent the bench bar. And the owner of the of, of the gym comes out and starts going off on him. And he's just real calm. And this guy shouldn't be calm, right? I mean, this guy's huge. This guy's like here, right as a door. And uh, he takes all the weights off the bar and he puts it between his leg and the bench and just bends it right back. This guy's crazy. So he goes into Stockton, in the worst area of Stockton. 
and starts a church with drug addicts, ex-prostitutes, ex-gangbangers, and this still has a great church there today. I've, I've preached there before. His name is Brother Steve Cooley. Incredible man of God. And God is doing stuff that's just, that's, you know what? God, just keep on doing stuff. Keep on, just do whatever you got to do. Amen. See, see, God, God is going to raise up whoever's hungry, who's ever got faith. Who's ever saying, I, I, don't, I know I don't got it all together. You, you got it. You, well, you found me, boy. You got me. I don't got it all together either. And if anyone here does, this ain't a perfect people's club because it ceased to be that as soon as I walked through the door. Amen. But the deal is, is we got to change our faith. And the centurion had a revelation, uh, something that even the people of Israel didn't have. And it was the revelation that of, of, and the power of a word. The power of just a word from God. Many times we've got to feel it. Many times it's got to be the right music, the right tempo, the right everything in order for us to believe it. Do you realize there was no music, there was no shouting, there was no dancing when God created the world? Oh, I'm getting inspired, man. I can create now. No. He said, let there be light. And that's how awesome and powerful God is. He doesn't need anything. Amen. He doesn't need a structure. He created the structure. He's outside of the structure. He's so amazing that all he has to do is speak a word. Say that with me. Just a word. That's it. Just a word. All he has to do is say it. And this unregenerate, heathen Gentile, who didn't, wasn't even in covenant relationship with God, had more of an understanding of what it took to see something miraculous happen than all the Jews and even the disciples that were walking with Jesus. Because he understood authority. He understood the power of a word. That's, that's what he knew. Because he was a soldier and when he told his soldiers and said, go here, they went. Come over here, they went. They were submitted to this man. And I'm just believing that God is increasing our faith to be a church that believes God's word. Oh, well, I don't feel it. You don't have to feel it. It's not about your feelings. Your feelings can change from one moment to the next. Your, your feelings can deceive you. You've got all kinds of people leaving their wives and their husbands because they don't feel they're in love anymore. I just don't feel it, baby. I'm just not into it anymore. Really? What about the words that you said? And what about the commitment that you made on that day? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Words. And this word of God is so powerful 
that there's times, let me tell you, Christians, you're not going to feel like praying. You're not going to feel like going to church. You're not going to feel like witnessing. You're not going to feel like getting out of bed. But there's something about standing on the word of God and saying, I don't feel it, but I know what his word says. And his word says he'll never leave me nor forsake me. And when you start to generate faith and mix faith with the word, you're going to start to feel something. Yes, you will. Amen. Well, I wasn't feeling anything before, but all of a sudden you come to church and you clap your hands even when you don't feel like it. You worship God when you don't feel like it. You praise God when you don't feel like it. You love someone when you don't feel like it. And all of a sudden the power of the word starts to get activated in your life. Hallelujah. I believe the Word of God. I'm going to stand on this Word of God. How many of you are ready to stand on the Word of God? Amen. Hallelujah. Take your neighbor by the hand. Let's pray just for a moment. Let's pray for one another right now that God would begin to do something in our church. That we would begin to believe simplistically. Just like a child. Believe the word of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we believe your word. We come together as Life Church right now. Lord Jesus, we believe in your word. That in the last days, saith God, you'll pour out your spirit upon all flesh. All flesh. Lord, I pray for every life group. Lord, I pray for every co-worker. Lord, I pray for every family member that's connected to this body of believers. Lord Jesus, you see where they're at. You see where they're going through. You see what's going on. Lord, we believe and stand on your word. Lord Jesus, your word is powerful, quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. As the musicians come, we're going to just keep on praying for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We stand on the word. We stand on the word. We stand on the word of God. We stand on the word of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We stand on the Word of God. Lord, we believe, Jesus. We believe in You, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm going through financial struggle. Lord, we trust in You. You will supply all my need according to Your riches in glory. You shall supply all my needs according to Your riches in glory. Can you say that? He shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. That's the word of God. Why don't we say it again? He shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I'm standing on the word. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. But you don't understand. My, my family's lost. Listen. Hallelujah. That's it. Keep praying for a moment. Stand on the word of God. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's the word. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Well, you don't know what my family's going through. I know I don't. But I, am, I would rather err on the side of standing on the word of God than walking according to my feelings because your feelings will deceive you. But God's word is sure and never changes. Hallelujah. Right now while you're praying, that's it. Just You have something in your mind and in your heart. As you're joined in prayer with somebody, let's pray about this, but let's pray about it with faith. Whatever it is that you're going through and dealing with, whatever it is that you need God to do for you, 
Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right. Don't be afraid to let your voices out. Don't be afraid to just pray with everything you got. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Lord. 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 Some of us are saying, well, wait a minute. I don't really know what to pray about. I encourage you this week to get into the Word of God. That Bible that you have is filled with promises. And how are we going to see the promises of God if we don't know the promises of God? In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Lord, I stand on your word. I stand on your word. Hallelujah. We shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, we're going to cast out devils. We're dealing with devils. We're dealing with spirits that are coming against families and coming against our minds and coming against our spirits. But in the name of Jesus, we have authority on the Word of God that we're going to cast those out in Jesus' name. And Lord, we cast those out of our homes. The things that are trying to come against our marriage and our homes and our family and our children. And in the name of Jesus, we stand upon the Word that says we'll cast them out through your name. I challenge you, just say the name of Jesus today and say it in faith. Say it in the direction of your need and pray about it in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It's going to happen because Jesus said it's going to happen. Hallelujah. That's right. That's right. Keep praying. Somebody's praying. Somebody's connected right now to God. I can feel it. I can feel it. Don't let go of God. Don't let go of God right now. Just reach out. Just keep praying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. 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 Lord, you're doing something in Life Church that we have never seen before. God, you're doing something in Life Church we've never seen before. You're challenging us. You're stretching us. You're calling us to prayer. You're calling us to get serious. You're calling us to believe in you. You're calling us to reach out, Lord, like never before. We're going to do it, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me ask you a question here today before we close. How many of you are absolutely convinced that your faith needs to change? saying, you know what, Simeon, it's great that you're saying this, but when I leave here, I'm going to encounter a lot of emotions and mental battles and things that i got to deal with, and you're talking about just believing a word? You're talking about taking the word at face value? How is that going to work? 
Now that, that sounds great, Simeon, in theory. But in reality, that's, that's just not practical. Let me ask you this question. You've got to ask yourself this question. If what you have been doing is working, great. But let me, let me just say this. There's nothing wrong saying, okay, you know what? I can keep doing it my way. I can keep trying it the way I've been trying it. And we have all these little remedies that we use for ourselves to try to fix. But you know, do you notice it's just a cycle? Don't you notice it's just a cycle? It just keeps bringing you right back to the same situation. So, so here's the challenge. Why not try something different? Why don't we try to believe God like a little child and take him at his word? And anything else that comes in that is in opposition to that word, not your feelings, because that's going to happen. I guarantee you this week that you are going to be hit up in your spirit, in your emotions, and your mind, that it's going to tell you something opposite of what God's word says. And the challenge is not going the challenge is not to feel something different. Because that's what we are. We're it's almost like a feeling based type relationship. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have feelings. I'm telling you something. There are incredible dimensions of connection and feeling and emotions and the flow of the spirit in relationship with God. But you even check back in those times, those are all directly connected to your faith. Faith in God. And at some point, you stepped across the line of fear and you started to believe. And then, boom, God came through in a powerful way. And you can keep on doing it the way you normally do it. Or you can say, God, I'm going to believe in you. I'm going to actually be like a little child at the end of that countertop or table and where the parent says, okay, jump. You ever seen kids just jump? They believe your word. You said you were going to catch them. They believe you're going to catch them. What happened to that childlike faith? And, and, and I'm telling you that, that what I see in, in God doing in the earth, where His Spirit is being poured out the greatest, is among people that have this childlike faith. When you see this, I've seen several of these uh, videos across in, in uh, South America, in Africa, all over. The man of God, uh, whether whatever preacher it is, he'll just simply speak that word of faith and just say, receive the Holy Ghost. That's all he says. There's, you should see the hunger level out there, the dancing, the shouting, the worshiping, the hands lifted. Do you, do you want to receive the Holy Ghost? Yes. Receive the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. They all receive the Holy Ghost. Oh, no, it can't be that easy. There's been preachers that have went there and seen it and come back questioning, doubting, and saying, it can't be that easy. There's something wrong with that. That's because our faith's got to change. Amen. Our faith's got to change. It's not God that needs a change. It's our faith that needs a change. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying, can we be a church that says, okay, God, just say the word. 
can Brother Brown get up here and preach a message and release the word? And when he simply says, how many of you want the Holy Ghost? And hands are lifted. And can he speak that word and us believe that it's all that's all it takes is just to speak the word of the Lord? Because why? The Lord says he wants to fill us with his spirit. Isn't that what he says? We sing about it. We talk about it. It's time to start seeing it on an unprecedented level. But we're going to have to believe the word of the Lord. Simply the word of the Lord. And when you're sick in your body, do you believe the man of God that he doesn't have to pray some long prayer? He just speaks the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. And that cancer has to go. That sickness has to go. That disease has to leave. I want to be that kind of person. How many of you want to be that kind of believer? If you want to be that kind of believer, why don't you stand to your feet, clap your hands to the Lord right now. And just tell Him, Lord, I want to be that kind of believer. Walk in the hospitals and see people get up out of their bed totally healed. In Jesus' name, that's it. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we pray, God. We pray, Lord, that you would cause life church, that we would be a church of faith boldness. God, I pray that there would be people in this house that would step out in faith this week and see miracles. Oh, Jesus. The greatest miracle, God, is someone being saved, Lord. I pray, God, we would reach out to every person that needs you, that we know, that we, we Lord, feel that leading. And God, we would see a miraculous harvest. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Those of you that want to pray, you can just pray. Those of you that want to come to this altar, you can pray. Those of you that feel like you need to leave, you can leave. Those of you that want to stand next to somebody and pray and pray for somebody all across this place, we're just going to close out this service in prayer, whether it's for each other, whether it's for ourselves. But I want you just to do what you feel, feel led to do in your spirit right now. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we reach out to you, God. Lord Jesus. Mm. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Why don't we just pray for a few minutes together before we leave? Can we do that? Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's just pray together for a few moments. And I believe God. I believe His Word. I believe He's going to do great and mighty things in your life. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Maybe there's somebody next to you that you want to pray for. You can do that. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. so much for joining us today. Those of you that want to continue to pray, you can. Hallelujah. Make sure to connect to a life group. Make sure to connect and say hi to our guests and give them a hug, a handshake, and tell them you love them. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Connect with someone before you leave and tell them you're just happy to see them today. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name.
Thank you. 